0: Hello, and welcome to the show that usually ends, another episode of Interrupted Tales, the podcast where my friend and I take turns reading stories to you, the listener, while the other person constantly interrupts. This episode is a little bit different than most, however. Every once in a while, we like to take a look back and give people a chance to sample some of the tales we've interrupted over the past year. A cheap attempt to capitalize on already recorded material? You could call it that. But you could also call it a genius cheap attempt to capitalize on already recorded material. I mean, if you're feeling generous. But before we step back into the hazy mists of time that were a couple of months ago, we have a couple new members of the IT Book Club to introduce. You remember the IT Book Club, right? It's the exclusive club that only those who rate and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts with five stars can join. Leave a review that fits this criteria and you're already a member. We'll also read your review on a future episode, so feel free to shower us with praise or at least ask us helpful things like, who do we think we are? or give us recipes for a really good chili. Our first new member of the IT book club is JBug450, who writes, Stop and listen. Aw, thanks, JBug. She goes on to write, I really enjoy this podcast. The jokes are hilarious. Highly recommended. JBug, Words cannot express our gratitude at the kind words and overuse of exclamation points. It's truly something we'll always treasure. More reviews in a minute. Let's get to the clips. Our first clip comes from the delightful Isle of Man fable and romantic story twixt life and death. Here we get into the real nitty gritty of the problem at hand in this tale. But the face of Deborah was sad, for the village policeman had laid a charge against her before his chief to make her account for her possession of a
1: large number of seagulls' eggs. Uh, (laughs) No, not seagulls. That's a gateway egg, Rob.
0: (laughs) To take what's next? Goose eggs? Oh, Oh, gosh. To take which the law of the island had made a punishable offense by an act of Tinwald passed to protect the sea fowl from extinction.
1: Uh, to better preserve the native fauna, including all <laughs> varieties of flying rats, especially ones that shit all over everything. <laughs> it's the reason why Save the Seagulls is not a popular
0: charity in this country. The eggs, all fresh and newly taken from the nests, had been found on Deborah's dressing table.
1: How do they know? Uh, yeah, Chief, I cracked them all open. Every single one as fresh and tasty as the day they were laid.
0: (laughs) And now here's a little exchange from episode 21, the ghost story, My Irish Friend, where one has to wonder... Am I truly being haunted by the ghost of an Italian man? Or is an Italian man just following me? Some months after his departure, she came to me and told me she was afraid something had happened to him.
1: Oh, well, if the Italian police are involved, you can rest easy... They're going to find the American exchange student (laughs) sex cult that murdered him like that.
0: They're on the case. It's going to be one quick trial and done.
1: Right. It's going to be a trial about an exchange student who started a (laughs) sex cult, and it's going to make a lot of sense.
0: (laughs) She had heard him calling her outside her window and shortly afterwards saw him quite distinctly in her room. She was much upset about it.
1: Uh, Hey, we're exes now. You can't just teleport into my room and haunt me without my permission. We need boundaries. Well, maybe just one last breakup haunt, but no staying the night. (laughs) You up? You alive? Netflix and chill? (laughs) Gothic novel and chill. (laughs)
0: And now we move on from the Victorian times into the gay 20s in Paris, with a little story we like to call, well, mostly the magazine likes to call, Scrambled Yeggs.
1: She was wearing a thin, spun silver negligee, draped loosely about her body.
0: Oh, negligees. The comfy pants and hoodies of 1921 Paris. The golden age. (laughs)
1: I, i'm just uh imagining these super like gauzy negligee outfits and they've all got the word pink embroidered on the butt
0: <laughs> sounds about right I,
1: I beg your pardon he murmured
0: I, i'm sorry i i didn't mean to make my eyes bug out and my tongue unravel to the floor while while saying ayuga with steam coming out of my ears i'm, I'm so embarrassed
1: You know, they say, uh, write what you know, and Tex Avery really (laughs) drew on his life experiences. And now we go right from the roaring 20s
0: into a fabled time of yore in a very odd, very strange little fairy tale called The Necklace of Pearls. There was always a big fish swimming about the palace. On its back, there was a cushion of sea green satin embroidered with lovely pearls. This is your riding horse, said the water nymph to Francisco the first day he had seen it.
1: His name is Clam of War, and he <laughs> loves it if you feed him algae and brush the finrod off his gills.
0: <laughs> Clam of War got me. Um, <laughs> Would have gone with sea uh, biscuit.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, sure.
0: <laughs> if you should, well, I guess it, down there they'd call it land biscuit.
1: Yeah, that was where I was gonna go with it, but uh-huh.
0: uh, you went for the good joke instead.
1: Oh no, I wouldn't say that, Rob. I just <laughs> would say that I have more respect for our audience than some of the other people on this podcast.
0: These losers—they're
1: listening to this.
0: What could oh, they be doing God, with their? Li- no. I mean, I love our audience. Love okay. you guys. Love it. Please okay. rate and review us on iTunes.
1: Okay, right. That don't pull that shit on them. Good
0: people. If you should ever get tired of the palace and find the life here a bit monotonous, just
1: mount this horse and ride about for a little. <laughs> bass rides. Bass rides. Who wants a bass ride? You, sir. You look like the type who wants a slimy fish to wriggle under his thighs for a bit. <laughs>
0: And now let's jump from the fabled Azores into the near future of the 1970s. With episode 24, Don't Get Technadal.
1: The way you talk, Samuel, said his wife.
0: I actually believe
1: you want to go back to that barbarism prevalent in the dark 30s.
0: Yes, the dark 30s when gangsters ran opium dens and dueled in the streets with chains and whips to blues music while smoking
1: reefer. Or something like that. I'm no historiatician. No, of course not, honey. Historiaticians were outlawed in the 1940s. Part of the uh, Vidal Sassoon riots, I believe. Yeah. It sounds like one damned good idea, he said. At least I'd have something decent or indecent to write about.
0: Yeah, something like the Grapes of Wrath, but with more sex and drugs and hookers and sexy, drunken hookers.
1: Yeah, the uh, Spliff Notes version.
0: (laughs) How'd they get each one of those to be 420 pages long is what I want to know.
1: They just work really hard at it, Rob. (laughs) That's
0: As stoners are known to do, yes.
1: Let me bring up the spin doctors for a moment.
0: I see no better time in the middle of a... uh, Early Ray Bradbury
1: story, please. Sure, yes, it's it's particularly relevant, I think, mm-hmm. to the topic at hand. Mm-hmm. When you now you you're familiar with the Spin Doctor song 4.30, right? I... <laughs> no, you're not. You had two
0: songs to ask that question about. Okay, Alan.
1: maybe it's not called that. Hold on. Oh, okay, it's called "What Time Is It." That's that's the name. Are you familiar with the song What Time Is It by can, the Spin Doctors? Can you sing a few bars? Well, let me read from the, the lyrics here. Please. It would be better if you were intimately familiar with the song. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? 4.30. It's not late. No, no. It's just early. Early. Early.
0: Okay. Oh. I am now intimately familiar with this song. I had wow, I completely forgot about that. All right, your
1: point being, if it's four thirty, what are you, what are you, ten minutes late for? Four twenty? Nope, you're just early, early, oh, early.
0: Man, I get it.
1: Okay, geez, it would really help if you were intimately familiar with that song as a proxy for the audience.
0: <laughs> hey, it's four twenty somewhere, man. And now let's take a turn away from the science fictional into a sports story that turns out to be a lot more about, well, murder. This is episode 25, The Shock. I'm not old enough to be your father, but I've been kicking around in this world for some 15 or 16 years longer than you have. That's right. You were spitting up
1: your pablum while I was dancing at my quinceanera. (laughs) You should have seen me. (laughs) Oh, the sequins were glorious.
0: (laughs) And I've had plenty of chance to learn that a pitcher or any other ball player can't work his battery mate with old demon booze and last long in the
1: diamond game. Maybe in wiffle ball, the cubic zirconium game, but not baseball. You were the best
0: pitcher on my staff last year, and you twirled your team into a championship. But now you're a-hitting the toboggan just
1: as fast as anyone can. But no one gets paid to toboggan. Well, actually, I think Eddie the Eagle just got a Red Bull endorsement for that. So heartwarming, that story. I (laughs) saw the movie on an airplane, (laughs) which is probably the ideal way to do that.
0: Less serious, but in no way less rousing, is episode 26, The Chameleon Man. It's about a guy who can turn invisible, sort of, kind of, and wants to help in the war effort. It's a little hard to explain, but here's a couple clips from the show. And, uh, frankly, this is probably one you're going to want to listen to. It's pretty out there. I've got an office in the Daily Standard building,
1: and sometimes when things are slow in my line, theatrical bookings uh hello no we don't have hamilton tickets goodbye <laughs> hello no we don't have hamilton tickets goodbye <laughs> a lot
0: of phone work there uh, i drift upstairs and talk to the guy who writes
1: the column the soldier's friend for the standard dear soldier's friend my friends who are all bachelors can't stand my new fiance and tell me i've made a mistake How can I get them to see that they are projecting their fear of commitment onto me? Also, do you have any home remedies for being shot in the stomach three times (laughs) after your patrol gets ambushed and your medic died of malaria two weeks back? Signed, gangrened in Guadalcanal.
0: (laughs) I really hope that's a daily column.
1: Mystifio was a
0: fair magician and his line of patter wasn't bad. The blonde, whose name was Alice, acted
1: as a prop. No, like David Arquette. Wait, you said acted as well as a prop, right? <laughs> take that, David Arquette. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to David Arquette, frequent podcast listener, and you know, affable guy.
0: Hey, eight-legged freaks, uh, scream the scream movies. Yeah, he does all right for himself, and he's mm-hmm. terrible. <laughs> At Interrupted Tales, we pride ourselves on covering many different genres so we can go right from one science fiction story to a completely different crime story called The Clean Man and the Dirty Angels. Here's a little peek. When I did get a job,
1: it was drying sand away out at the front of one, on one of those new roads. Um, okay, so you have worked in the sand drying sector before. Mm-hmm hmm. And OK. And when you say you have a lot of experience watching things dry out in the sun, was that in a managerial
0: capacity or. <laughs> what would you say
1: your five biggest strengths in watching things dry? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I got to be straight honest with you. Uh, I take. Watching things dry in the sun very seriously and sometimes I'm too hard on myself (laughs) In pursuit of trying to get those things to dry You're hired The hospital was not yet in
0: shape so Lige was taken to the rather dreary and homeless quarters of the hotel
1: Well, yes, sir. We've got you booked in the janitorial suite with a wonderful view of the door exiting the janitorial suite I'll have the janitor bring up your bags so he can bring down a mop. As quick as it was known that Elijah Clark... It's not the best room is what I'm <laughs> saying to you, sir.
0: Do I, do I get access? Is there a minibar?
1: Of course, sir. Uh, there's a miniature bar <laughs> of soap <laughs> in the bucket where the mop is.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh, excellent, excellent.
1: (laughs) And now from
0: gangsters, let's go to perhaps one of the most famous authors we've ever presented here on Interrupted Tales, H.G. Wells, and his story from episode 29 called The Man Who Could Work Miracles. And we'll start our discussion with trying to decide exactly what a miracle is. Is. Let us clearly understand what a miracle is. It's a whip. Now listen to me. I tell you a sandwich just isn't a
1: sandwich without a miracle whip. It's a whip. Is it or is it just spoiled mayonnaise?
0: <laughs> the eternal debate.
1: He's at San Francisco, wherever San Francisco may be. Wait a minute, wait a minute.
0: He doesn't know where San Francisco is, but
1: it's the first place that came to mind after he thought of hell? Oh, well, really, fuck you. Where's York then, Rob? <laughs> oh, no, just point it out on a map for me, all right?
0: <laughs> it's where next to Gloucestershire. Oh, oh, yes, of course. To...
1: And now, if you had to indicate where the entire country of Wales was in the United Kingdom, now, could you uh, hey, just... Uh... Hey.
0: Tom Jones is from Wales, so don't ask me if I know where Wales is, buddy, all right? I also know. I also have all of the Alarm's records, okay? I know which the 10 people from Wales who could potentially listen to this over the next hundred years would know exactly what that references to. I know Wales.
1: How many Dylan Thomas poems (laughs) could you recite from memory? (laughs) Uh,
0: How many were in uh, three weddings and a funeral? On our podcast, we're not afraid to sometimes get a little spooky. And that's what our next tale is, a spooky tale called The Piper from Bhutan, which is full of supernatural nonsense that we think you'll enjoy. At Professor Dubois' direction, we made two excellent recordings,
1: and in a few hours, everything was ready. Okay, I'll just hit the publish button on iTunes, and wait, how do we have negative 43 downloads already? (laughs)
0: I I don't understand the algorithm,
1: I've told you before. (laughs)
0: In a secluded house at the end of town, the accused rumster was made the subject of the
1: experiment. How are we in 19th place in Bhutanese pipe music?
0: <laughs> How is this? When through 18 are all the same
1: guy? What the
0: hell? <laughs> the wise men of the ancient world, <laughs> Asclepiades and Pythagoras, taught and demonstrated the profound effect of music upon the body.
1: In fact, I believe it's the Pythagorean theorem that states, give me the rhythm and it'll be off with their clothes, then bend over to the front and touch your toes. (laughs) The sages of The harmony of the spheres.
0: (laughs) Episode 31 takes us to a completely different place, the West. Not quite the old West, and not quite the new West. This was a time where bootleggers ran rampant, cops tried to chase him down by any means necessary, and sometimes an oil man with a bit of nitroglycerin on his cart could get in the way. Here's something from episode 31 High Explosives.
1: The color of his clothing was indistinguishable beneath the all enveloping coating of dust. Well, it was
0: probably black or white because it wasn't everything black or white back then unless photography and film have lied to me all this time
1: no it was a fabulous day and when uh, they shot wizard of oz um and the wizard made color appear in the entire earth one universe <laughs> this, is, this is not earth one alan what?
0: This is Earth Zero. I hate to tell you.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. Uh what's Rebecca Gayhardt? Is she are we married in this universe? <laughs> She's on Earth too. Oh god damn. Got all your Earths mixed up. Oh Lord. <laughs> oh. Hmm. I'm waiting for the next Avengers to clear it all up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, they do have fun go around the rocks. It's funny because he'd die. This is
1: like wages of fear without all the tension, <laughs> but it's
0: got the tangerine <laughs> dream score. <laughs> We've got that playing in the background, right?
1: Oh, I'm talking uh, about the original, right? Oh, I'm, I'm talking about Sorcerer. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. My big part. big
0: Roy Scheider booster here. Yeah, ever since Sequest, <laughs> <laughs> he did some other work
1: too. But <laughs> when he got his back catalog. You're like, I've never heard of this movie, Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> I think it's actually a prequel to Seaquest, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's... it's how
0: he learned to enjoy the water and then he becomes the sea captain. And now for our final clip, we're going to go to the far off future in a little tale called Jupiter Napoleon. It was our 32nd episode and we felt it was a little bit special simply because it is bonkers. So please, give a listen to this small snippet, and then head on over and download the whole tale for yourself. I think you'll be glad you did. Not now, Jan. The Jovians are coming. Later, perhaps, when that blue demon they call their Napoleon of Space has ceased to plague the universe with his existence.
1: Can I point out that it is really weird that an alien species calls their leader The Napoleon of space, because uh, we don't say uh, General Patton was our Jar Jar Binks of the battlefield. (laughs) I think he studied Gungan tactics extensively, though, at the Academy. Count Dooku,
0: you magnificent bastard. I read your book.
1: Okay. That got me. (laughs) Thank you.
0: And that's it for the clips for this week's episode. I'd like to thank my chum and co-host Alan for being so great throughout this whole series. And I'd like to invite you, the listener to go back and give a shot to a few of the episodes you've heard today. And perhaps a few of the tales that you didn't hear today. We've got a bunch of episodes out there and we'd love to have you hear them before we go. I'd like to induct one more member into our it book club. Why, this is a very important one to us, because it's by a fellow podcaster. Uh, it comes all the way from the UK, and the subject line is Welcome Interruption. It's by Rough Giraffe, one of the best podcasts and funniest podcasts out there, hosted by Mum and Stacy. And they write, I love this podcast. It's like riff tracks, but with old pulp stories. As one host reads the story... The other interrupts with funny quips. It has me laughing out loud with every episode. Well, thank you, Mom and Stacy. We're big fans of your podcast, and we like to think that in some small way, we're a little bit as funny as you are, but we'll never quite get there because, well, you're the best. And I think that encapsulates our whole podcast for everybody. We take old pulp stories and we make jokes. We hope that everyone enjoyed this week's episode and we hope you enjoy us next week for another Interrupted... Oh, wait. I've got nobody to interrupt me again. Well, I guess it's just you and I, listener. So I leave you with TAIL!